Hello and welcome to my Power of Music and Voice podcast. I talk to many industry professionals and non-professionals on the power of music and voice for good mental health and general well-being and about what it means to them and how it is used. My passion is to raise the awareness of their power. With voice, it could be hypnotherapy, therapy or just talking about issues or singing. With music, it could be writing songs or performing or giving music therapy. That's another very effective way to help. They can both bring harmony, peace, joy and so much more to our lives and to the lives of others when their power is embraced. Join me on this wonderful journey through music and voice. Hello, before we start, I would just like to say that I interviewed Connor back in March. I hope you enjoy. Hi and welcome to this week's podcast where I'm talking to an extremely talented young singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist from Preston, Lanx, who tirelessly gave concerts each week during lockdown. I, for one, was very grateful and he had me dancing around the kitchen whilst cooking dinner, my husband looking at me as if I was some kind of crazy lady and, of course, I was singing along uh, to all the fab songs he was doing. And I wasn't the only one who was looking forward to all his concerts each week. The rest of his nearly 7,000 followers did. He definitely helped those of us who were struggling with some mental health issues during lockdown. And so I would like to very much introduce you to Connor Banks. Hi, Connor. How are you doing? Hello. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm enjoying the fact that the sun is shining and spring is on its way. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah, it is good. So thank you for coming to chat. Now, Connor... I've just briefly introduced you there, but could you tell me a little bit about, or tell us a little bit about you, and how music became such a big part of your life? Uh, so I, I've always just been interested into it. I remember like my mum and dad putting CDs on in the car and going on like camping holidays, and always being that person that get up on the dance floor from a young age and <laughs> remember, remembering lyrics and stuff like that. I've always been one to like enjoy music. And then uh, my dad's a musician as well, so that's helped in terms of learning guitar and learning piano, and he's got a good voice as well, so it's helped me. But yeah, he's been in bands and travelled all around the world in the Navy and stuff like that, so he's had the experience. And then the Navy actually bought me a guitar for my christening, so I kind of, once I was old enough, I picked that up, and then he taught me like the basic chords, and then once I I learned all them, I moved on to a guitar tutor, so mainly my dad is is what me probably got me into music. Excellent. It's usually the parent that seem to influence if you've got a musical family. Yes, I've heard your dad sing. Very, very good indeed. <laughs> really good. good musician. But you also like songwriting too, don't you? When did that start? Um, I was probably about 13 or 14. I just remember writing one song and then I wasn't actually going to go and do it at college songwriting. I was going to do it just for uni, but then uh, I saw the course they did it for college as well. So I just decided to do it and give it a go because I enjoy writing songs it's kind of like a way to get like emotions out if you know what I mean so it, it's definitely good songwriting and I want that's how you get recognized isn't it and so yeah I, 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 I want that so um yeah it's, it's definitely definitely good and, and you're quite right I mean it's good for the soul it's almost therapy in itself isn't it because you're yeah. you're getting all your thoughts and emotions whether it's anger whether it's love whether it's you know happiness joy it's a great way of writing it down and then when you can create the lyrics to go to a particular melody you feel like you feel really satisfied about that don't you yeah and then people once you wrote them released and people can then relate to it as well so yeah it's just it's a good cycle helps everyone kind of it does yeah absolutely totally agree so we're going to come on a little bit more about your songwriting in a minute yeah now going back to lockdown 
you would normally have been gigging, wouldn't you? Yeah. you? You gig quite regularly. You've got quite yeah. a big following up there. And, of course, when lockdown happened, you weren't able to do that. So you decided to stream your live concerts for two reasons, if I'm correct. One was to keep you practised and keep your hand yeah. in and obviously to keep your mind from going completely stir-crazy. And secondly, you wanted to raise money for the Wigan and Lee Hospice. Is that right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's correct, yeah. So why was the the hospice so close to your heart? My granddad went there like a few times a week um, before he died and stuff like that. So it, it was kind of like close to my heart. And then um, I, I went there once with him and my, my nan um, to do like ukulele lessons. He went there once a week to do that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that'd be an interesting to do. And you raised quite a bit, didn't you? How much did you raise? I can't remember how much it was, but it was in the thousands. It was it was, might have been close to £2,000, I think. But it was that, it was quite a while ago now that I remember, but it was definitely close to £2,000. Well, we were all rooting for you to raise that. And we all, you know, came on board every week to watch you. And yeah. you worked so hard, though. I mean, you really did. You were there every week doing your gigs, but you would also uh, do little things for other people on the side online. Yeah. And you'd often give us a couple of gigs a week on your Facebook page. So you did work really, really hard. But we could see it is an absolute passion of yours. It really is. Yeah. Like I said, if, if I didn't, if I wasn't gigging, I would have just gone like crazy. So it was just something something to do. And then if, it, if someone had a special occasion that I knew about, I'd put banners up behind me and I'd make the night about them as well. So they, they weren't just kind of cooped up and sat bored all night. I tried and made it like they were coming to watch me celebrate their birthday and stuff like that so it was it was good that's what we liked about you very much because it wasn't all about you you were there to entertain us and you really did because without fail you answered everybody's comments and yeah I always I always do that I just think it's nice I don't want to ignore people and just it's it's just it's just nice to respond to people and say thank you in it uh, and it is appreciated yeah. too. And now, don't did you find it strange? I did a couple of lockdown concerts myself. Isn't it strange talking to yourself? Yeah, it's when, it's weird, yeah. When you're used to working with an audience, it's really strange. I was like, it is strange, but I, like, I had the laptop next to me, so I could see the comments coming through. So I kind of did get the same vibe that I was, I was at a gig type thing. But it is weird sat in a room speaking to yourself. I got used to it at the end. You were incredibly professional. I would try to read the comments as I was singing. Your concerts were really fabulous. You know, I'm a pretty upbeat person, but speaking personally from somebody who does have the occasional depressing moment, you know, little triggers can do it. I really got joy from watching you and anybody else who was going to give concerts. It really did sort of lift my spirits. It was better than turning to a drink, you know, if you see what I mean. (laughs) It was just, it's a drug in itself, especially when it's performed by somebody so professionally as you. Yeah, I'm glad it helped everyone because like, it helped me as well. So like I said, it was it was an all-round good thing because it helped the hospice, it helped me, it helped people sat at home. So I yeah. think everyone just got everyone got the best out of it. Just it's, like when people come, come and watch me live, it's the same thing. They enjoy it and they have a good time. So it's whatever helps people. It's, it's good, isn't it? Going on to your songwriting now, I'd like to talk a bit more about that. So you are doing a course at college for songwriting. Yeah. How long is that course for? When did you start? I started, is it September 2019? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in my last two months now, three months of it, but it's it's been good, yeah. Of course, it's not been good. Well, it's been all right during COVID, but it would have been better if we were allowed to go in and stuff to yeah, of course. actually actually do like that because I've not been able to do any of the live performances or 
the gigs they put on in like the big venues in Manchester so that's been a negative but they've they've tried their hardest they've done really well during the lockdown and they're very good on like their mental health and their support and catering for people's needs so I can't put a bad word about them to be honest with you um, so we can gold. look forward to some really cracking songs from you in the future, can we, Connor? Yeah. So I've, I, in October, I, I've, I've built a studio in my house. So I've I've been working, working on it and just writing more songs. But it's just getting them finally finished and then they should be, uh, they should be out. I'm going to wait till I start gigging again, you know, so I can promote them a bit better. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, but well, yeah, they're, they're, in, they're in the works. It's so nice to come along young musicians. The one thing I, I like about I know you want to be successful at your music and I know you want to be a successful songwriter, successful performer, but you're very down to earth and you're you're keeping it real, Yeah, which is really good. And I think if you keep it real like that, you're more likely to succeed. Yeah, I just, I don't, I just like to, I don't want to think that I'm going to make it, if you know what I mean. I'd just rather just yeah wait until it does happen, if you know what I mean, just keep trying hard and keep working and then if it does happen it does and if it doesn't it doesn't it's not the end of the world that's the perfect attitude to take because it's more likely to happen because you're doing it from the heart you're doing it for what you want it's for you yeah i think we've got bigger things to come from you and i'm really looking forward to to following you on your journey cheers thank you now you mentioned something about a project you're doing at college through your songwriting about music having therapeutic benefits can you elaborate on that for me so we have to do like a kind of like a final project in the in our last year at college and um you could basically pick anything you wanted so i've always found music therapy interesting i've always wanted to maybe do that as a job if if like a full-time career in music didn't work so that's the first thing that i thought of how music affects your mood and how it can uplift you or how can it make you sad as well because some people it it has a different effect on people so I've got two weeks off from Friday and I'm gonna I'm gonna get all my questions together and then send them out to people but we've just been learning like how you write the projects and stuff like that at the minute but it's something that I just want to find out more information about how it how it affects people in good and positive and good and bad ways I should say so yeah it's 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 going to be good finding out more well in the medical profession they really are recognizing that music has yeah such a power i i've been interesting in why dementia patients as soon as they hear music yeah they're they're transported back to where to a good place for for the hour or whatever you're entertaining them i don't know the technicalities of it all i'm hoping to get an expert on this in for a chat but basically there's a part of the brain that is either the last to get affected or takes longer to get affected and that's the part that deals with the reception of music. Yeah, someone in my college was, was mentioning it. Um, his his grandma like doesn't remember their names or anything, but as soon as she hears the music from when she was younger, she it's just like she's a different person. It's it's weird, but yeah, definitely it's, it's something that I'd, I'd love to find out more. And it's just cool and strange how that happens, isn't it? How music has that effect. So you've got quite a bit going on, really, haven't you? And I see you've got some gigs coming up as well. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everything's. Uh, gonna go ahead but I think I've got my first one because we can only do outdoors until I think it's May is it or something like that so I've got one outdoors like the first weekend the pubs open it all being well with the weather and stuff like that and then from then on it's pretty crazy when we go back indoors which is which is good because I think people are missing live music can't they so they are definitely it'd be be good to get back just the uh the whole 
vibe that you get from a festival, the vibe you get from hanging around musicians and bands, you know, even if you're not performing, the vibe you get from a festival atmosphere, it just gives you a buzz. And the performers, of course, get more of a buzz. Definitely, especially if you've got a receptive audience. So I bet you really can't wait to get out. So you say you've got a gig in May. Have you got more lined up through June, through August? Yeah, through I've, the I've, year? I've got yeah, I've got loads. I've, my first one, I think I might have two in April or something like that. A few in May, but then there's loads of like, because weddings are looking like they're going to go ahead as well. It looks like there's a few weddings in August and September, so that'll be good. And then pubs around here that I do, pubs and venues. Um, that you know have had me booked in for like the last year and a half but then obviously I had to cancel so yeah there's quite a few booked in every month every weekend so it'll be just just be good to get to get playing in places again and of course to get your songwriting out there as well yeah because that's what I've I've been working on as well because I did a gig it was about a month ago now it was in uh, like there was no one in the venue it was just cameras and stuff in the ferret in Preston um, for a live stream for Valentine's Day, so that it kind of like annoyed me that I'd just done a gig and then I couldn't go and do another one, you know, the next day or yeah. the, the weekend after. So it was kind of a bit hard on me because I just wanted to get out. Um, yeah, that was it was it was good to just perform because it was a whole like original sets plus two covers. I definitely just want to perform more of my originals in in my set, just get people listening to them and see what they think of them. Well, the couple that I've heard are really good. Uh, one thing I, I meant to ask you is, have you got any particular genre? Are you writing in a particular genre at the moment? Is there a particular yeah. influence to you? When, when like, I've been, because um, I'm working with a drummer who's got a studio in his house, so he's recording the drums at the minute. He, he says it's kind of weird because, like, the four songs that we've been doing so far, they're all different genres, like, taken from different influences, if you know what I mean. That's good. So um, one's kind of, like, a bit like Lewis Capaldi-esque, but then you've got like a kind of Jerry Cinnamon type upbeat thing. It's, it, they're all different. So I think it's, I'm still trying to find that specific genre or sound that I that I, I want to go with. But I don't mind doing a mix, though, to be honest with you. I feel like it'd be quite different. I was going to say, know. I think you're better sticking with the mixed genres, just going yeah. with what you feel. And if they're a good song, they're a good song. It opens the market for you a bit more. They're usually about the same thing, but it just they just sound all a bit different, yeah. you know what I mean? Which, which I kind of I kind of like. Yeah. I don't want them all to all, all sound the same, so I don't mind it. They're all about the same type love type thing and how I'm feeling. Yeah, they're definitely all that sounds that they're different, which is good. I, I enjoy that. Looking forward to getting an album of yours, your first album. You you uh, yeah. you've been itching to do, I know. And you see, yeah, you've got your recording studio set up. So you're looking at it in the autumn. Yeah, just I've I've I think I've kind of like got one kind of solid that I've done. I sent that to BBC Introducing on Saturday, I think, for some competition. I kind of I do like the sound of that, but I'm just going to send it off to a few like producers and stuff to make sure it sounds good enough to release and stuff. But I'm kind of a bit of a perfectionist, so I know it'll take me quite a while to get it right. Definitely, it's definitely soon. It's brilliant. Yeah, BBC Introducing are really good for the new artist. Yeah. It's good that new competition they've got running. It's, I think, you know, when you get to actually go into the live lounge, you know, all, the, all these famous acts do that. And they're running a competition for, like, a, a person that's not known to do yeah. that. Oh, I know. So, I know the one. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Of course, like, Sam Fender's judging it as well. He's a big inspiration. Just sent one off, see what happens. Um, you sent an original song, and then if you get through to the next round, you send a cover as well. Hopefully, I'm not bothered how what happens, but as long as someone hears it, that's, that's fine for me.
Oh, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of you and a lot of your songs in the future. And I'm so pleased that as an artist from the younger generation, you are so clued up with the therapeutic effects of, of music and, you know, you yourself get the benefits from it. So it's been really interesting chatting to you and, and seeing from your point of view what you thought about music and its benefits. And it's, I'll be really interested to find out more about your project later on. Yeah, and how you've got on with it and uh, your findings. So I can't thank you enough for giving me your time and having a chat. It's been lovely to get to, to know you better and really, really looking forward to, to catching up on your concerts, hopefully, because I'm down the south here. Hopefully I'll be able yeah. to get to see some of your concerts <laughs> up north when my husband and I are sort of travelling around later on in the year in our camper van we might be able to stop off at places and we'll make sure we find out where you're playing and we'd love to come along to a concert of yours yeah definitely come along it's good so connor have you got anything you want to say to people i've got here actually for you listeners i've got if you go onto facebook.com forward slash connor banks music that's where you can find all about connor or youtube search for connor banks music and uh, you won't be disappointed we've got some fantastic videos up there We've got Instagram as well, just Connor Banks Music. We keep it all the same, so people, it's easy to find. Okay, great. Well, Connor, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, we'll see you soon, Connor, hopefully. Cheers. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. You have been listening to a Lynn Nash Music and Voice production for the power of music and voice for mental health and well-being. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you do come back for more episodes. Thank you very much for listening.